Today we're talking about the five reasons an INFJ never gives up on their vision. On the one hand, this can be incredibly helpful. On the other hand, we also don't let go of things that aren't too healthy for us. But the truth is, we barely ever take our eyes off our vision. We barely take our grip off our vision. If we know that something is going to happen, then we're going to hold on to it. And that goes for people, that goes for scenarios, whatever it may be. This has led a lot of INFJs to amazing place in their life, but it has also led us to a lot of pain because guess what? From time to time, you have to let it go. And today we're going to talk about the five reasons why we don't let it go, why this is a good thing, and also how to use a couple of learning steps here and there in order to make sure that we let go when we should. Before we get into it, I want to remind you the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp is launching tomorrow. So May 6th, make sure you're on that waiting list so you get access to the early bird prize. We're also going to have a free masterclass here on YouTube where we go deep into the five pillars to an INFJ Epic Life so you know what the bootcamp is all about. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Reason number one why the INFJ never lets go of their vision is because we have experience. And what I mean by this is we have experienced often enough in our life that if we hold on to our vision, we're going to be right. If, for example, you've experienced a lot of things in your life where you had a vision and the reality is it never turned out to be true, you're going to tend to let it go faster. You're going to be way more open to letting other people persuade you of something else or to get sidetracked or whatever it may be. But the truth is INFJs have a keen ability of understanding how a situation is going to play out. They understand how people are going to react. They understand how certain circumstances play together. And therefore INFJs have a high probability of seeing how things are going to happen. So if this is something that we know to be true, but we also know that it's something that will probably only happen if we hold firm on our vision and act upon it, we're that much more likely to hold on to it. Our experience has shown us you were right in so many cases, probably over 90% of cases of things you knew were going to happen this way. So it's hard to convince an INFJ to let go of their vision. We just know better. We know that it works so often. Reason number two why INFJs don't let go of their vision is because we're not easily persuaded otherwise. Like this is something that really comes down to being an INFJ. I'm not saying that other types aren't stubborn, that other types don't have, you know, the tenacity to stick with something, maybe even more than INFJs do. But INFJs know once they have something, it's theirs to hold on to. It's something we know so deeply that, you know, no matter who comes our way, we're not going to, you know, let go of that. That's something we're probably going to rebel against. Other things we might let go of, you know, when somebody says, I'm going to take, you know, the lead on this. Okay, do that. Somebody says, no, let's go over there. Let's do this tomorrow. We're going to do this. But when we have an idea of no, this is how it's going to happen. This is how, you know, those people are going to play out together. It's something that is so deeply connected to who we are because NI, our first function is all about having visions. It's all about, you know, creating something out of nothing that it pretty much means we would be giving out our identity very often if we let go of this one thing. It's pretty much saying, I know the truth, so I cannot pretend to live a lie. Like I could tell you that, but I know for myself, I still believe the truth. 
that's how it feels like for an INFJ when they, you know, have a vision and why they can't let go of it. It's not even a matter of do I want to or not. I know that my shirt is dark. Like I know this, like whatever you try to tell me, I see the truth. That's what it is. And that's how it feels for an INFJ once they have a vision. Reason number three why the INFJ never gives up on their vision is because we feel it before it comes true. For us, very often, just the fact of imagining how it's going to turn out already has such an emotional response within us. So we have that feeling. It's something that we feel every single time we think of it. It's something that we feel every single time, you know, we take action on it. It's something that just gets stronger and stronger the more we lean into it, the more we look into it. And it also has a lot to do with how our functions are set up. So, you know, if NI is our first function, FE is our second function. And so whatever this combination is doing to us, the truth is it's all about vision. It's all about emotions. And so we feel it way before it happens. And because we want to experience this over and over again, so we want that rush of endorphins. We want that rush of, you know, intensity. We keep going back to that vision because that is the thing that makes us feel alive. This is what makes us feel, you know, the intensity of life. And so of course we're going to go back there. You know, it's just like a natural thing that will happen. Reason number four, why the INFJ never gives up on their vision is because we're okay to walk alone. When you have a vision and nobody around you believes it, and every single INFJ has been in that situation, we know we're going to hit it off with a person. We know that, you know, at that job, we're going to get to the position we want because we know how things are going to play out. It doesn't matter that nobody else believes it. And we can really stand on our own. Very often for people who, you know, might have a very strong vision and they know, oh, this can happen and this is so true. But if they stand alone, they rather be with the crowd and, you know, be wrong than be by themselves and be right. That's not how the INFJ operates. It's not how our system works, like how our brain is set up. And one of the reasons is because the way our mind is set up is we don't have such a strong reaction emotionally to, you know, doing things that others are not doing. Every single person has a feeling and a need for belonging. It's, you know, the tribe thing. It's all about making you feel safe. And for INFJs, it very often doesn't seem to be that developed, as in we don't feel the pain on such an instinctual level if we decide to do something, you know, unique. You know, a lot of people say, oh, INFJs are so weird and, you know, there's something wrong with us or, you know, something so different. But very often, one of the reasons why this is happening is because we just haven't killed that unique part of us. A lot of other people and a lot of types might have had their own unique, you know, ways of living, but because they're so in need to be accepted, they have altered those, you know, expectations of themselves, beliefs of themselves, the way they see the world. And it's not even something that happens on a conscious level. It's just the pull towards being part of the group and being part of something that, you know, requires you to sort of adapt yourself. That need is just bigger than the need of individuality. For the INFJ, that's just not the case. We just don't have that strong of a reaction if we do something out of the norm. And therefore, we're more likely to do that. And that's why we develop most of the time to be different than most people. So keep that in mind. And that's also one of the reasons why, you know, we hold on to our vision because 
we are not really in need of adapting that in order to feel okay about you know belonging it's in the end all a psychological thing you know we all belong to each other and on the other hand we don't but you know the psychological need just isn't that developed to fit in and reason number five why the INFJ won't let go of their vision is because it's one of the ways where we feel most alive no matter what you've done in your life, no matter who you've met, what situations you've encountered, the INFJ feels the most after the fact or before the fact. Meaning if we just experience something and we replay that thing in our mind, it gets more intense. If we also combine it with something that could happen in the future, those emotions get heightened even more. So if you know this, you will know that this is pretty much like a drug for an INFJ. Going back on that vision, every single time you do that, the emotion, you know, gets stronger. It makes you feel most alive. It's one of the reasons why INFJs are known to be so cerebral, why they are tend to be dreamers and not like the typical doers, because our natural tendency is to really feel alive like everybody else, you know, wants to feel. And we get that hit from ourselves by going into our vision, by knowing how things are going to develop or how they could develop. And therefore we're not only holding on to them in a way of I'm continuously thinking about it again, but we're also taking steps to make it even more concrete and make it stronger because it's really addictive. And so all in all, you will see that INFJs are very, very hard to, you know, take away from the visions that they're having. But the truth is that just because we hold on to our vision, that doesn't mean that that vision will come true. And every INFJ has experienced this. Situations in which we knew, oh, this is going to play out like this. I know this. I just have to do certain steps with people, you know, we hit it off with certain people, but then things are not working out and we can't let go of that. And sometimes we waste years in certain situations and we're stuck because our mind tells us this has to work. And in the end it doesn't. Those are those 5% that are not working out. And what we very often misunderstand is that we think, oh, but those 5% are the most important to me. Why are they not really working out? It's the other way around. It's because they're not working out that we double down on them. That's why we, you know, think about them even more and want to understand it better and want to go deeper and want to analyze things and, you know, want to get to the root of why is this situation not turning out the way I think it should? Because apparently there's something wrong in my analysis and I can't figure out what it is. What we have to keep in mind here, and this is something I say over and over again, is to really take TE into consideration. TE is extroverted thinking. We don't have to go deeper into this, just understand this. Extroverted thinking is all about externally observable facts. It's those things we don't like as INFJs, but those are the things that are going to help us to minimize those situations that are keeping us stuck. Because if you are able to be right 95% of the times and the 5% where you get stuck and you spend most of your time, if you learn how to eliminate even 50% of that, you're going to have such an acceleration in your life and such a learning curve it's, you know, unbelievable. And so how are we going to do this? Every single time something is not working out the way we thought it would, where we double down, where we think like, I have to rethink this. Always ask yourself, what are the externally observable facts telling me? 
I know I have a connection with this person. Well, okay. Has this person actively shown interest after your first meeting? Have they called you up? Have they shown any kind of initiative? If they haven't, that's an externally observable fact. And it doesn't matter how much of a connection you think you're having. This is something that you need to take into consideration and understand that you need to adapt, you know, your worldview at that moment. It doesn't have to change, you know, 180 degrees, but something has to change. And if we can accept that our current version of ourselves is not perfect, which of course it isn't, and that we're going to make mistakes in our analysis, in our, you know, understanding of how the situation plays out, we're going to give ourselves a huge chance to grow faster and get happier, you know, on a much bigger scale than we ever thought possible. Remember, if you want to learn more how to get the whole process started of creating your INFJ epic life and to continuously take steps that get that life, that vision into reality so it gets even more exciting, so you have the possibility to think of even more ideas and put them into life, um, then join the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp. Hundreds of INFJs have gone through it so far. We've had amazing results. I'm so happy for all the INFJs who keep coming back. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. Remember, it launches tomorrow, May 6th, and we're also going to have a free masterclass here on YouTube. I hope to see you there. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video when the INFJ finally stops trying to be social. This is what happens.